Welcome to MediaPost's Brand Insider. I'm your host, Steve Smith, Editorial Director of Events here at MediaPost. Each week, we interview marketing leaders from companies old and new about how they build and evolve their brands on an unpredictable media and culture terrain. In addition to this full audio interview in podcast form, we also publish a companion newsletter with highlights from the Q&A. MediaPost has been covering marketing and media news for over 20 years. You can find the Brand Insider Weekly as well as our daily coverage at MediaPost.com. Now, let's get into it. The Happy Meal is one of those rare birds in branding, a product idea that becomes a cultural fixture. Since it was introduced by McDonald's in June 1979, several generations of American kids have been raised on the concept of a meal in a box with a toy. That means we now have generations of adults who have warm memories of that moment of surprise when you opened the box to see what trinket was inside, many of them tied to the hot cultural trends and IP at the moment. Now McDonald's is leveraging that spirit of nostalgia, but in a very adult way, in a series of box meals for adults that includes pack-ins from their artist residency program, aimed at an older audience, but who still cherish that moment of surprise and delight. This concept has proven to be a blockbuster for McDonald's. Last year, McDonald's had boxes that included designs by Cactus Plant Flea Market. That promotion led to the highest number of digital orders McDonald's has seen in a given week. And this week, they're returning to the concept by partnering with Kerwin Frost on the Kerwin Frost box. This edition includes a callback to a decades-old promotion of McDonald's Buddies. Among the most interesting aspects of these programs is both the way that McDonald's identifies these cultural callbacks and then activates them, especially through a fan base. To help explain how McDonald's leverages nostalgia, we have JJ Heelan. She's the VP of US Marketing, Brand Content and Culture for McDonald's. JJ's been in this role at McDonald's for several years after a long stint at Coca-Cola, stewarding the, the core Coke brands. Welcome, JJ. Thank you, Steve. It's great to be here with you. So for those of us who are not uh, familiar with McDonald's adult-oriented boxes uh, and this callback to our, our old uh, memories of, uh, of Happy Meals, tell us in concrete terms, what is, what is this new box? What does it look like and it feel like? And then let's talk a bit about the promotion, perhaps going back last year to the Cactus Plant Flea Market. Yeah, so Steve, uh, I'm excited to talk about the current Frost box and just the artist residency program overall. But if you don't mind, I'd love maybe, why don't we take like a two-minute step back, um, just thinking about where we have been as a brand on this journey lately, as we have been working to make McDonald's a cultural icon. And what's been great about our journey as we have started with a strategy, which is called our fan truth strategy. And that strategy actually talks about these moments, memories, rituals, behaviors that our fans have with our brand. Mm -hmm. And we have found that these fan truths unlock something that people love about our brand. So whether it's about products such as, um, you know, those moments when like, for example, when you get an Egg McMuffin and you've got cheese like that's stuck on the wrapper there's something that's great that you don't want to leave that cheese stuck there you're going to eat every morsel or if you're a pickle lover you're a pickle hater you can actually be friends and so fan truths all also lead to experiences that people have had with the brand and so the artist's resume platform is a great example of that and that it started with uh actually a tweet that happened back in November 2020, which was 
one day you ordered the Happy Meal for the very last time and you didn't even know it. That was a very highly engaged tweet. And so we said, you know what? There's something in that. There's some truth, a fan truth about that experience of unlocking the childhood joy that you had when you experienced a Happy Meal. And so that led to last year with the Catch Up Flea Market box, which you mentioned. And what was so special about that is Cynthia Liu, who is the designer behind Cactus Plant Flea Market, she was so excited to reminisce about the memories that she had with her friends going through the drive-thru that led to all of our, our four characters. And they had their hands out as they're holding, kind of like reaching out to hold each other's hand as friends. And so as we thought about the evolution of that idea and partnering with Kerwin Frost, Kerwin has his own great memory of the Happy Meal experience and his most favorite Happy Meal toy was the McNugget Buddy. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to collect all that he, um, whenever it was back in the day for him. And so that experience inspired now what has become the Kerwin Frost box. And we launched yesterday, December 11th, and we have created with, in partnership with Kerwin, six buddies. And what's really special about this is he loved this idea and loves this idea of self-expression and individualism and bringing these different buddies to life within the box experience is what um, we have unlocked. That is, um, that's just kicked off this week. Let me, um, well, let me pull you down into a little bit of the weeds or the nuts and bolts of marketing, because that's who our audience is about this fan truth idea. Now, the the cheese stuck on the wrapper, that's a deep cut, boy, of nostalgia. <laughs> that's going, that's going really deep. And and it does make sense. I as soon as you say it, I recognize it. But I'm curious, how um does a marketer like you systematize that within McDonald's? How do you uh come up with some sort of research protocol? Um, or focus group protocol, um, and know the right questions to ask and plumb that. And, you know, you, you mentioned in the case of a tweet that actually happened to bring this up, and that's, of course, one route. But how do you, as a marketer, make that repeatable? What is special about McDonald's, Steve, is the fan truths about our brand are infinite. Because, as I mentioned, their memories, moments, rituals, and behaviors Mm-hmm. that have create, been created in the past, mm-hmm. but they're also happening every single day and new memories are being created. And so with our fan truths, it is something that we look to that used, it actually started out a few years ago as our creative strategy. Mm-hmm. It is now our brand strategy. A fan truth starts and begins every single idea and it is actually at the center of all that we do. The other thing that has been a great unlock for us that you've seen and feel in the work is our brand voice. And so as we unlock all of these fan truths, again, they can be about products or experiences, our brand voice goes hand in hand. And so speaking from a fan's point of view, a fan's perspective versus the corporation, that has been the biggest pivot that we have had as we think about what we have driven 
over the last couple of years as we continue to be on this journey to make McDonald's a cultural icon. And how do you go about identifying them? Where do you find them? I mean, is it is it something? Is it a is it a focus group? Is it simply brainstorming around a table? Um, where do you surface the truths? Well, see, they come from our fans. And so we find them in social every single day, such as what I had mentioned for the premise behind the artist residency program. We actually go out on road trips and we go meet and talk to our fans all across the country. We've reimagined what a focus group actually looks like today. Hmm. And no longer are we behind the glass eating M&M's although I remember those days, we actually are in different places meeting them. Um, and Gen Z especially, we're in, part of our strategy is to live in their creative universe. So we've got to be where they are. So when we go out and talk to them, that is no different in that we we go out and we see them at parks. We see them at McDonald's. We see them, um, you know, out maybe, um, at the library, like we we go everywhere where our fans are. Um, so it's it's been a really interesting way to mine the fan truth because we actually go straight to the source. So so let's you mentioned that this is a brand strategy now. Um, so let's talk about some of the other iterations where we see that where people people can see this coming out in, in McDonald's in other places. The box is obviously one. But what are some of those other other campaigns that we've seen recently where that are really being driven by this new this pivot into brand truth? Yeah. So why don't we can actually go back to the launch of Famous Orders. So Famous Orders launched in the fall of 2020. And that was a simple fan truth, which was no matter how big or famous you are, everyone has a McDonald's order. So that birthed then the Travis Scott meal, mm -hmm. the um, J Balvin meal, the Sweetie meal, the BTS meal. As you think about even what we did um, this past year um, in February, which was the Cardi B and Offset meal. Mm -hmm. And so the partners that we choose are brand fans first. And so you think about Travis Scott's order. It's his most favorite order. He had it actually back when he was um, back in Houston um, growing up. And what was really unique about that idea and that fan truth is it celebrated our core and reintroduced our core menu in just a different way. Mm -hmm. And people could order fans of Travis Scott, fans of McDonald's. The two came together and you think go to the restaurant to buy maybe your, your most favorite artist's meal and you can eat a QPC just like he does. Mm -hmm. Another example is Grimace's birthday. Mm -hmm. So if we think about the fan truth around and the occasions at McDonald's around birthdays, birthdays at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. I've been part of our ethos from the very, very beginning. And so it's also rooted in a fan truth. Like it's like, it's really great and cool to have a birthday at McDonald's, especially when you were younger. And so we actually latched on to that celebrating one of our most iconic characters, Grimace. And what was fun about that idea is we celebrated with a shake and his birthday meal and then seeing 
Gen Z even take that idea and make it their own as they launched the Grimace Shake. That was a trend on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw what happened with that this past summer, but it was um, it was such a phenomenon as truly Gen Z made that campaign their own. But it started around a fan truth around birthdays and an occasion at McDonald's. So you're 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 hanging me. I'm I'm definitely fascinated in talking about this whole idea of a pivot into this because we we have our twice annual QSR summit, and most of the talk at that summit is around the LTOs, around the value propositions, around selling quality, um, and and you could argue that what you're talking about is a very different approach to QSR marketing uh, from what we've seen traditionally and even historically because brand you know product qualities, LTOs, product mix, menu varieties, those are the things that have tended to drive QSR marketing and still do if, if our show is any any um, indication. You're talking about something, I think, very different, and it sounds like a very substantial change at McDonald's, and I'm wondering where it started, how it's being implemented around the organization. So at McDonald's, we have have a renewed focus on committing to the core because we have such a strong uh, presence and fandom in our core menu. And we've just found as we pivot to celebrating the core, it's important that we reintroduce it in different ways. And those have been through platform ideas. And I think it is a different way of thinking about marketing overall. We think about our calendar that we go across the entire year horizontally. Like, how do you think about brand stories that build off each other as you go through the year versus thinking about things vertically? And so we are no longer at McDonald's chasing short-term, limited-time offer products. We're actually building the core, and we may have some line extensions within core, but it is proven to continue to hit our core menu, but do it in a different way, such as famous orders, such as what's great about one of our most iconic ideas and parts of the brand is the Happy Meal. How do you then reinvent that and hold on to what people love so much when they were younger, but you do it for adults? Mm -hmm. So again, thinking about just platform ideation, that's what's important because that builds muscle memory for our fans. And muscle memory is so important as people come back to the brand again and again, and they find something new. And as marketers, it is our job to continue to reinvent the brands that people love so much. And as we are at 68-ish years old, mm -hmm. making sure you've got ideas that can help reimagine, reignite, and have people like do a double take I talk a lot about, which is they look twice and maybe see the brand for the first time. Does that mean, so let's let's then talk about execution and how these ideas are activated. Are, is a different brand concept like that activated differently in terms of the media you use, the platforms you use, the various types of channels that you leverage? Um, does that change? Does that change? Um, I know that you're you're engaging and using these fans more as part as ways of getting the message out. 
So ideas drive our go-to-market plan. And so thinking about where are the places and spaces where you need to be, the, the idea actually helps to drive that. So for example, let's get back to the current frost box as we've just mm -hmm. launched that on Monday. And knowing how important this idea was to connect with Gen Z, our go-to-market plan has partners and also channels that truly resonate with the Gen Z audience. And so, again, as I mentioned, part of our strategy is living in our fans' creative universe. We've got to like meet them where they are. So platforms like Snapchat is front and center for us. Hmm. We actually have an AR lens that we are using where as you buy the um, the box, you actually can have this fun of interacting with the different um, different bottoms and tops of the buddies through the lens. Um, we also are partnering in, we're in the gaming space, we're partnering with IGN. Mm -hmm. And being in that space, thinking about the sense of self-expression individuality, which our different buddies represent, the partnership with IGN is great because we kind of have a like a, a content takeover, if you will, and the buddies based on their personalities can interact with the gamers and make recommendations based on their personality. And so that's something that is unique mm -hmm. to this idea. And it's also a way to connect with Gen Z. So ideas should drive where you show up. Mm -hmm. Which makes just for a much more complicated plan uh, that's ever changing. Uh, I think it 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 um I think it just helps it it's where we get really specific and we get targeted and we um we love to do a lot of brand first and we ask ourselves a lot like what if what if we did it this way what if we we always try to evolve and reinvent as we continue just to create learning culture around our plans um just to get more targeted and pointed each time how do you think about the competition? I mean, when again, harking back to our own QSR event, which we just did about a month ago, um, the competitive, uh, the fierce competitiveness among the various brands in this space, only heated up by the delivery ecosystem. Everybody, everybody now is competing with everybody uh, all at once on this, often on the same platforms. Um, and and of course, we're going we're going through uh, a lot of a lot of personal budget crunch for people, all of these things are heating up competitiveness. How do you how does this approach to branding, if at all, position you against the competition? Do you think, does McDonald's think about that? So McDonald's has an unmatched legacy. Mm -hmm. And I'll go back to our fan true strategy is the the we have built a brand fandom over decades and decades. And so as we built this true fandom, they're just great, strong, deep emotional connections that people have with the brand, whether they've started out as a young person with a Happy Meal, then you know they're coming through the drive-through um, in their teens, they're celebrating birthdays throughout. Like it goes again, see back to our fan true strategy. Mm -hmm. which are the moments, memories, rituals, behaviors people have with the brand. And those are the connections that they have had with the brand over time. And I think what has helped us 
as we continue to resonate, as we go back to what our fans want and what they believe is true about the brand they love. What, but part part of this also is giving, you're not only in terms of brand direction, giving more control to fans, but even in the creative side, I mean, just some of these are artist residency partnerships, you're giving more control over to fans. Tell us a little bit about how that works internally. And a brand that, as you said, is many decades old, has a lot of control over its own brand and always has as has any great legacy brand. So as you're giving control over to some of these partners, tell us a little bit about how that works internally and how you still maintain some degree of control. At McDonald's, we talk about this phrase, which is sharing the pen. And what has been magical about sharing the pen with our fans and our partners is they are brand fans themselves. And so they make the brand their own. And that that is a new way to kind of think about your brand and how you grow your brand because the brand is theirs after all, Mm -hmm. right? And what we have seen this come through in such a powerful way is fan art. And with each campaign, as you go through social media, you will see how people have made the brand their own in so many different ways. Even starting with the Travis Scott meal, Mm -hmm. it was amazing just to see all the different articulations of um, the Travis Scott meal itself, their connection to Travis, their connection to the brand. We're seeing that today, Steve, with Curran Frost, the Curran Frost box, and the fan art that we've already seen about the Nugget Buddies and people's interpretation of, of Darla and Brick and uh, the, the new introduction of the Buddy Collection. When we did the BTS meal, it was so interesting to see our packaging, our BTS design packaging became like tactile pieces of art or fashion. Like people would take the sauce lids and sauce like containers, clean them out dry them and make earrings out of them. And so that is a true sign of brand fandom, right? And sharing the pen. I also believe as we have partnered with our different partners is they had to be brand fans first, first and foremost. And that's, that is when the conversation can begin. And then we think about the relationship truly as a partnership It's 50-50, goat to goat, uh, greatest of all time, meets greatest of all time. And Kerwin Frost uh, was so special in his connection with us from the inception of the design of the box Mm -hmm. and thinking what was so important to him as he then made this artist residency his own. You'll see on the box that like, I think there are five, I may get the number wrong, different art styles that were so important to him of how he reimagined the the buddies themselves. And that was something that then translated to the buddy creation that he did. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as we worked through the campaign together with him and worked through all of the social digital assets, um, the different pieces of creative. um, So it just, it's been a unlock for us because sharing the pen has helped 
our brand fans and our partners feel a part of it. Yeah, I imagine soft lid earrings never came up in a brainstorming session in the marketing group. <laughs> you, you've got to go to the fans for that. Um, so let's let's wrap at the bottom line. Obviously, sales is the bottom line for any QSR. But for um, for an approach like this, with a calendar that's somewhat different, with channels that are somewhat different, we're engaging the fan base is some, somewhat different. Are there other and newer KPIs that you apply to this in measuring success beyond simply sales? I would say it's really about fan engagement and thinking about how the brand shows up through the eyes of our fans. Mm -hmm. And when you see our fans making the brand their own. And we hadn't even necessarily launched the meal yet for Kerwin Frost. We Because it announced Monday, um, launched Monday. The announcement happened last week. So you know you're on to something and you can start to feel the excitement, anticipation when people, without even being able to go to the restaurant yet, are making this artwork on their own. There's something in the qualitative side of brand fandom, that emotional connection that you really can't put a price on. Well, we really look forward to how this iterates out over time. I think it's a fascinating idea and approach to QSR. And I'd love to see the different places this comes out. JJ Healan from McDonald's, thank you so much for this. This was this was fascinating. Uh, I now understand who Kerwin uh, Frost is. Um, because <laughs> I'm, I'm that old. We've already discussed how old I am and how I'm, I'm barely clutching on to some of these cultural references. But thank you so much for your time today. This was fascinating. Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for hitting play on Media Post's Brand Insider podcast. We're here each week interviewing marketing executives from large and small, legacy and emerging brands. They share their experiences navigating the challenges of commercial clutter, media distraction, and consumer disinterest. You can also subscribe to the Brand Insider newsletter for edited text editions of these Q&As. For this and all of the marketing and media news reporting MediaPost has provided the industry for two decades, head over to MediaPost.com. And if you have any thoughts, comments, or suggestions for Brand Insider, you can always reach me, Steve Smith, at steve at MediaPost.com. Until next week, let's market carefully out there.